You're listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, Episode 6, Irish Paper 1. Yes, it was for Gade Mila Falter Stach and Lucky on Study Hub. August Mudder Stachmar dot com conchin or pauper hains the guide this evening. We are focusing on Irish Paper One, the one with the listening comprehension and the essay where you get to show off your years of studying Irish and use every phrase and shanukal and not on a kind you have to show off your skill. And we'll be joined shortly by Michael Casey from the Institute of Education in Leeson Street in Dublin. He has some excellent tips for you tonight. So get your Keshtina into us now on Irish Paper One. You can text us here at five one five five one. And just to note that the news that the Leaving Cert results for those students who chose to do the written exams back in November will be out this Tuesday. That has caught our eye, of course, and we will keep you up to speed on that. But back to the current class of 2021. And just in case it's been a while, since you last heard or spoke your Gaelge, let me give you a quick reminder with this clip from a Dublin school where an increasingly exasperated examiner, played by Sean McGinley, meets a variety of students during the oral. We start the student who clearly prepared questions around her holiday in the Gaeltacht, although I'm not sure how much it really helped her. August, uh, Nora, stop on disco with Torsha Urum, so, uh, each may a colour. And Shin, go shig me a tub. August, and Shin. Um, sorry, what was the question again? That clip courtesy of the charming 1998 short film called Lip Service from the wonderful Paul Mercier and it's available on the IFI player and I recommend it. It's well worth a look. But this evening it is Gaelgan and also let me tell you that we know that for many students while you're confined to your desk spending hours poring over books and notes sometimes it can feel like very little is actually going in. So just let me reassure, reassure you that studying is hard. It's really hard but there are strategies that can help you untangle the mountain of notes and we'll have great advice for you shortly bringing you right back to the basics of how do you study with Endo Darty. Now, as we also know all too well on this show, the Leaving Cert for 2021 is mired in uncertainty and students are asking, will it take the form of the traditional Leaving Cert exams or will they revisit the calculated grade system from last year or will there be a choice? And before all of that even happens, though, usually Leaving Cert students sit the mock, mock exams and they are usually scheduled for February or March. But from what we're hearing, there are different plans in different schools. Some are committed to running them as soon as feasible. Others have said that they aren't. And look, we know that the value of mock exams that they give you that run out you know that proper go at a version of the state exam but looking back at last year and the calculated grade system you can't blame students for worrying that if their mock does go ahead it might mean more than that it could feed directly into a grade so while the department has confirmed to us that they have no role in the mock exams process last year some mock results fed into some students final results so there's a wide range of opinions on running mocks this year well this evening we've heard from one worried dad who says that their school is promising mocks but he thinks that in general maybe mocks are not a good idea this year have a listen to Keith Walsh a familiar voice here on RT Radio from his time on 2FM I would like to hear your thoughts on what he has to say. I mean, to be honest with you, in our house, we had decided that uh, the mocks weren't going to go ahead. I mean, we, there just wasn't the time. 
they were supposed to go ahead in February uh, for my daughter's school. So we were just like, well, that's out of the window. Focus on if the leave insert happens, if there is a sit down exam for the leave insert. Let's think about that. Let's get the work in. Let's attend class every day. Let's get your assignments in. Let's be a good student over the next few months because that's what's going to count at the end of the day. Probably this leave insert cycle have missed five months of class. They haven't sat a state exam since their junior cert. And uh, there was a Q&A with the school yesterday where the school announced that they were definitely going ahead with the mocks. So what they said was whenever the school gets back, we have the papers, everything's ready to go. So they need to be prepared for whenever somebody announces the schools are back, they then arrive in school on the Monday, re-acclimatise themselves with you know the school environment, with their pupils, with being in a room with people, with a classroom environment. And then the boom, they're sitting the mock exam. Bear in mind, if the leave insert doesn't happen, and this is in the front of their minds, the mock becomes the leave insert. Now, this is the most important exam of your life. It does not make sense. Keith Walsh there. And Keith, as well as parenting a leaving cert student, also has a podcast on Mondays and Thursdays. And I think his most recent one involves chat with the happy pair, which is probably something we could all do with in these uncertain times. But let us know what you think of his viewpoint. And as we said, while the department has confirmed to us that they have no role in the mock exams process, do you know yet if your school has made any plans on whether they're running the mocks? You can get in touch with us here on 51551. But back to the Ober this evening. And this evening enough, we're joined by Michael Casey on the line. Michael has been teaching the Irish course for some years now and is part of the Institute of Education teaching team at Gleeson Street in Dublin. Michael, let's start at the very beginning. Uh, we know there are two hours, 20 minutes allocated for this paper, but you want students to prepare for this exam as a language paper first, nearly a technical exam paper. It's about the language. It's about the accuracy. Your crinus and your severus tanga. Hi, thanks very much for having me, Evelyn. Um, ideally, what I'd like students to do is look at paper one as being the language paper because the marking scheme tends to tell us this. There is 80 marks going for our Irish language, which means our severus, our crinus, those idiomatic expressions, that rich Irish in terms of phrase. So let's say, for example, students know a few of the dialects in Irish and that we have egg feachinch. Air, we have like Bratnu air, we have like Auric air. Students should be using all that uh, that rich language down on the sheet of paper. Now, having said that as well, those 80 marks in the same vein, we're looking at spelling of Irish on this paper, and we need to be very, very careful with the spelling. So let's say, for example, a student is maybe unsure about the word simul, um, as to whether it's I-U-Fada-I-L or I-L. I'd highly recommend that the student does not put down the word simul and that we use a different expression, maybe we use a different phrase. Um, so we only really want to put down phrases that we're actually certain of because it's all going for that language. It's all down for that severus and that crinus. And after that M80 marks on Irish language, we have 50 mar- 15 marks going for our subject. And that means sticking to the topic. It means kind of basically to put it bluntly, no waffling, stay on top of the topic, stay on track, stay on task for them 15 marks. And then the five marks that we have then left over are going for our style. And by style, we mean writing an essay, like an essay, writing a debate, like a debate. And that brings us to 100 marks. And that's where we need to make ground on the paper for paper one. Now, with paper one, of course, the exam begins with the Cluish Thiskant, the oral test. Um, talk us through a little bit about that. How, what should students expect to hear when they sit down for that part? So the Clues Tishkind itself lasts for 20 to 25 minutes. It's 60 marks and it's roughly worth 10% to the student. The spelling here as well is very important as well. And there's a couple of things that students need to be very, very mindful about in their spelling. The spelling of counties must be correct. The spellings of towns must be correct. Days of the week and months of the years, they all must be spelled correctly. 
There's no leniency there. Things are going to either be right or things are going to be wrong. And similarly, using English words is a big no-no on the paper as well. Even words that look like English or might have a similar spelling system to English, we cannot use them. And I'll give the listeners just a couple of examples that came up over the years. Words like America for America. We couldn't start off the spelling with that as an A-M-E-R, as that's the English spelling. Similarly, the word skillina for skills in Irish. In Irish, we were looking for the spelling of S-C-I-L and not S-K-I-L-L. And again, for maybe social to the word for social in Irish, we're looking for S-O for I-S and not the S-O-C. So we really need to use the English spelling, or we need to use the Irish spelling system and avoid the English spelling system when we're writing down on the paper. And in that oral test, you also make the point that they will hear all three dialects because there's section A, section B and section C. And section A is the kind of warmer upper, isn't it? It is. Section A is the nice part. Section A has usually got two separate pieces. It's usually an announcement about something, something nice like what time does the programme start or mention two topics in today's programme. So a nice kind of easy kind of announcement type material. Section B then is two separate conversations and it's usually two people talking and questions might be a little bit more developed here, might be along the lines of what took place between teachers and students maybe in fifth year or why has the supermarket shut in recent days. So it tends to be a little bit developed. And then question C that comes up, once we get the question C or section C, we're kind of on the home stretch here. And we're looking at two news pieces, uh, two articles of news, um, something to do with light and simple as well as where was Neve born or mention two things that happened in the person's youth. So again, the information tends to be nice, kind of short and quite brief. And that brings us to the A, B and the C. But again, I'd be mindful for students as well as to what types of questions that can come up on the paper as well. And I would tell students to look at the simple questions that we tend to use. Words like luik, which mean mention, animic, name, Brachius, write down, or Schriusius, write down. And again, those normal questions of who, when, where, what, and why. If a student is stuck, they're all available in the exam papers at the very, very start. So if you're looking for something to do now, if you're kind of maybe in a little bit of a panic, go straight for the exam papers and pull out all those questions of the who, when, where, what, and why. The exam papers are fantastic. Yes, and Michael, that's something we're always banging on about here. But I'm going to bring you and airlift you right into the middle of the essay question, because this is the hour and 50 minutes you're going to spend on this long form writing. And the main point I'm getting from you is that it doesn't matter about the style as such. Get This is where you show off your language. This is where you have to have clear thoughts. But your crinus is so important. It is indeed. Um, the language paper, paper one only has one question on it and we have an hour and 50 minutes to do so we have lots of time, we have lots of time to prepare, lots of time to think and lots of time to plan. So what I would tell students to do is on this paper take your time, pull apart the titles, deconstruct the titles, scrutinise and examine absolutely everything. Just because you see the word team blocked, don't run in and write the word team blocked. So I tell students that what we need to do is use TSPP and for T, we're looking at using the word team. What is the overarching team of the essay? Is it the environment? Is it politics? Is it the Irish language or young people? S stands for situation. Are things getting better or are things getting worse? And 2019 was a fantastic example of this. We're talking about changes for the better in Irish society. The letter P stands for plurals then as well. Are there any plurals in your question? Women in sport, international problems, changes in society. And the final P then would be position. Where is this taking place? Is it a national question or is it an international question? Pull apart the title. We have an hour and 50 minutes and get all that rich idiomatic expression, all that severus, all that crinus. That all needs to go down in that hour and 15 minutes. Now, I was interested when you said about women in sport. For example, if you write a big essay about Katie Taylor, it doesn't matter how wonderful it is, you've now written about one woman. So that's where the plurals kicks in. Be aware if it's women in sport. Exactly. 
Okay, so exactly. pull that apart. It. Definitely. So, um, yeah, pull, pull everything apart. And that goes, that's kind of a current theme right throughout the paper itself. I mean, there's so much time for, for students to write down 20 minutes to plan. You can take 70 minutes to write, 20 minutes to check over at the end. But definitely pull apart those titles, pull apart the theme, the situation, the plurals and the position for your top marks. OK, well, we'll remove Mila Magat and Michael Case from the Institute there. This is a good place for us to pause because I know we're going to come back to you. We're going to get back to you in a few short minutes to run some more questions that are coming in for you. Um, and every bit home Perfect. still has time to text us in at 51551 but we're going to move on from now and as we watched the transfer of power in the United States presidency from Donald Trump to Joe Biden it's clear that our fascination with the cult of personality when it comes to our leaders has been around for quite some time and you don't have to go far in the English course to find Shakespeare's text full of these kinds of complex characters well Shakespeare on Sunday is a strand on RT2 television which is broadcasting Shakespeare productions for leaving and junior cycle students on Sundays throughout January in February and last Sunday saw King Lear. This Sunday it's the turn of the junior certs in Julius Caesar which features for the exam for both 2021 and 2022. So that will be on RT2 starting at 5 to 2 um, and it's the 1979 version with Charles Gray. So to whet your appetite, go on, we know you're dying to watch it. Here's a piece from an RTE radio version from the 1957 production starring Michal MacLeamore as Mark Antony and Joseph O'Dea as Julius Caesar and here someone is warning Caesar about a certain date in March. Caesar! Huh? Who called? Bid every noise be still. Peace yet again. Who is it in the press that calls on me? I hear a tongue shriller than all the music cries Caesar. Speak. Caesar is turned to hear. Beware the eyes of March. What man is that? The soothsayer bids you beware the Ides of March. Set him before me. Let me see his face. Fellow, come from the throng. Look upon Caesar. What sayest thou to me now? Speak once again. Beware the Ides of March. Sir, he is a dreamer. Let us leave him. Pass. So you can watch Julius Caesar as part of Shakespeare on Sunday, this Sunday on RT2 at 5 to 2. And just getting some reaction into Keith Walsh, for example, here. Somebody texted in saying, we hear about the Leaving Cert being the fairest exam. It's an absolute joke. It's a memory test. How can that be fair? I was delighted to hear that Micheál Martin agreed that we now need to change and have more ongoing assessments. That in from Anna. And then another person, our listeners got in touch to say, I'm a parent of a sixth year student and I disagree with Keith. My own daughter very much wants to sit and mock so that she can prove herself and have good practice. The teachers are professionals and will absolutely not just take mock results, she thinks, as an indicator of the predicted grades. It didn't happen last year and won't happen this year. We'll keep those texts coming into us because we know there are many, many opinions on this topic. Now, over the past few weeks on the show, we've spoken a lot about the importance, you know, of being prepared and having a good study plan for your exams. But while you're doing the hours, staring at the books, are you sure that the stuff is actually going in? Because sometimes we think that clocking up the hours is enough. But how can we, for want of a better phrase, make sure we're studying properly? Well, I'm joined now on the line by Study Skills Ireland founder Endo Darty. Endo, you're very welcome back to the show. Thank you, Evelyn. Thanks for having me back. Listen, I want you to picture that scene with me in the bedroom, stuck to the desk, a pile <laughs> of books in front of you, and you're clocking up the hours, but really, are you learning? You know, what's the first step that you recommend for getting our study regime right? 
Well, you know something, Evelyn, sometimes people miss the obvious. And the obvious thing I say to students when you're studying is you've got to make a start. So I know right now there are students who've come off, you know, Zoom calls all day and they're walking around the house and say, I must start, I'll start in a bit, I'll start in a bit. And I'll start just when I eat my dinner or I'll start when I feel like it. And sometimes you mightn't feel like it because it is a challenging, difficult task. So very simple, practical thing is have a start time, set that in concrete and keep to that. Equally so, have a finish time. You know, if you can tolerate an hour and a half or two hours, depending on what subjects or what your your goals, your aspirations are, you know, be consistent. Because I would see that the people who study who are persistent and consistent, they're the ones that do really well. But if, you know, if you sit down tonight and you're all inspired and you do four hours, that's brilliant. But if you do five minutes tomorrow night, it sort of undoes everything. And if you do nothing on the third night, well, you know, you're back to square one. So um, start time and a stop time, I would think, is the absolute basic. Um, and just in terms... Out on a calendar. Yes, and then, once we have that timing then, what about the actual methods? Hit me with your sensor and reduction method. <laughs> I like this well, the, one. The sensor method, um, you know, I, I was working with a student recently, one-to-one, and she was struggling with biology course, and it was so vast and so many terms to remember. So the method I showed her is we, we made a PDF copy of her page in her textbook, and we simply eliminated or redacted, you know, like a, a government secret document, and we took out all of the key terms from the document. We put those key terms on a single word, in a list of single words on the reverse of the sheet or on, on the bottom of her document. So when she looked at the single words that she had redacted, she had to remember the content text they came in and when she looked at the text with the words redacted she had to fill in the blanks and really she was using the memory and I say to students the whole time you know memory is very like a muscle if you don't use it you lose it and she was very rapidly able to recall an entire chapter of the book all of the key points and you know previously what she had been doing Evelyn was you know a colouring book so she had highlighted the books every single line in bright yellow Uh, We all do that Enda because you have these lovely highlighter pens you want to give them a run out you know yeah, yeah. Well the, well, the whole thing is sparingly, you know, maybe use different shapes, maybe use, you know, use different methods when you're studying. Um, the, the other method there that we were talking about, apart from the sensor method, was perhaps students might try something like uh, paused recording. So if you were, for example, learning uh, a poem as complicated, say, as Jack and Jill went up a hill, say you had to learn that for whatever reason, what I get my students to do is to read the poem aloud, but whenever they come to a key word or a key fact or a key part of the text, they pause for one one second and then read it aloud. And the idea of the pause is that when you've recorded this onto your phone or onto your laptop or your tablet, you know, you can then walk or you can sit, go, sit on your bike, pedal down the road, listen to the script and before the key words are mentioned there's a pause and the idea is that you try to fill those in mentally before you hear yourself saying them. And I, I suppose Evan, I could, if you said to me, Enda, give me 25 methods, I could give you 25 but <laughs> I think the crucial things for, for students is this is you know, I know we spoke off air about mom's spaghetti bolognese and you know if your favourite food is spaghetti bolognese if you have that for three or four or five or god forbid 25 consecutive nights it would not be any good for you you'd be turned off completely and you know what I say to students is when you're employing methodologies in study it's really important that you keep account or include variety so mix up the time periods that you're studying don't just do hour after hour you know break it down into small manageable chunks but varied chunks so 20 minutes 15 minutes a half an hour mix in the method a different method with those times and of course crucial is to mix in subjects because I see sometimes you know we're talking there about Irish paper 
one, somebody's going to have listened to that tonight. They'll be all inspired and say, right, I'm going to do two hours on paper one tonight. <laughs> but, you know, if you're listening to a radio programme, you know, the content is changing every two or three minutes. The presenter is speaking, the, you know, there's information. And that's to keep the listeners stimulated and interested. So Don't be giving students... away our secrets now, Andrew. My goodness. <laughs> I have to move you on, well, so. <laughs> we, need to, we need to keep our brains stimulated because, like, let's be honest, sometimes, you know, if, if you're studying um, the erosion of a V-shaped valley, it, it's probably not going to, if you're 18 or 17, it's probably not going to ch- set your, your mind on fire. So you've got to use strategies to keep yourself focused. So clocking up the hours, you aren't convinced by that at all. It has to be smart studying. It's got to be, there's got to be a little bit of thought about it. Yeah, well, the, the catchphrase on, on Study Skills Ireland website, someone said to me, it's on every single page, is, you know, great students study, sorry, good students study hard, but great students study smart. And you need to figure out, you know, what kind of person are you? What methods work well for you? What subjects work well for you? What time of day do you work? You know, because if you figure out the how of studying, you know, it becomes so much easier. You know, I, I showed someone a memory technique the other day and they told me initially that they could manage maybe eight or ten words in the list. And when I showed them the technique, it took about 15 to 20 minutes to show them they were able to do 60 items in a list forwards and backwards and suddenly they realised it wasn't that there was anything wrong with their memory it's just they didn't have the skills because you know I, I see regularly as an, and as a teacher I would have done it for years you know we go into a class and we say right guys or girls chapter 16 is really important everyone go home tonight and study it but missing from that conversation is here's five ways three of them won't work for you and two of them will be excellent for you Now, we just got a text in from somebody saying great study tips, but what advice would you have if somebody's also dealing with dyslexia in the middle of their studies? Yeah, well, the the dyslexia thing, I love that question because uh, I am dyslexic. And uh, but in the 80s, it it, it wasn't called dyslexic. I was just called uh, inattentive and other things. But um, for me, as a dyslexic reader, um, if I read three or four pages of text, I'll remember very little. I'll have a headache and I'll forget most of it. Um, So I lean much heavier on audio material and on video material. If I listen to a podcast, I can remember practically every single detail. So, again, it's about figuring out, you know, what we're saying figuring out strategies that work for you, figuring out what works best for you and studying smart. You know, you were talking there then about, you know, Irish and it struck me, you know, that I love the French language and one of the reasons I'm very good at French is that I do persistent, consistent action. So, for example, on Sunday night I wanted to watch Toulon play Racing on TV and uh, but I made a point of watching it on French TV. So, you know, I picked up a little vocabulary, my accent improved I, and I still got to watch my rugby. So for languages I would say to people, you know, watch the same or, you know, if you are on Netflix, why not promise yourself that one series will be in Italian or French or German or whatever language you're studying or, or Irish, you know? Uh, listen, the treats are there is what you're saying. Michael, th- or, um, uh, Ender, thank you so much for joining us this evening with those wonderful tips. I'm sure we'll be back to you again. We will be coming back to Michael Casey in one minute because we have questions coming in. But just another text in from a listener saying, I'm the mother of a sixth year girl attending a secondary school in Donegal. I also have finished college. Uh, sorry, I also have one who has finished college and one in college. And I must say, when I attended PMT from first year until now, teachers have an analysis logbook in front of them and can tell you what they achieved in every test in that year. I presume that's the parent-teacher meetings. Teachers know their children better than the parents. So now how can Minister Foley ask these children to sit a leaving cert? They lost three months last year, possibly the same this year. And the text ends very nicely with Michael, back to you very, very quickly. Um, Michael, just people saying that they're feeling stressed and a little overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. 
Yeah, I think, um, well, at the moment that those feelings are very validated, it's January, it's dark. Um, it's very, very normal to feel like that. My advice is definitely to, to speak to someone straight away in education, someone professional, a teacher, a guidance counsellor, share your problems. But in terms of actually where to start, I'd highly advise students to make sure that their input matches their marks. And I think this comes back to what Enda was talking about there. Students tend to get, um, I suppose, consumed with poems and stories, but no matter how perfect or fantastic those poems or stories tend to be, they'll over only ever yield 6% to students. My advice is go straight for the oral material. If we have an hour and 45 minutes on a Saturday, dedicate that to the orals. If you have an hour on Wednesday, then dedicate that to the essay as that's 16%. And if again, 45 minutes on a Monday, then maybe give that to the poem and the story. So be very, very selective in the time that you're dedicating to a certain topic. Um, I suppose what you really want to do is make sure that your, your input yields the highest amount of remarks and that you get returns for all your efforts that you're putting into it in terms of percentages and marks. Now, I know you're going to suggest a kind of a friendly rival of ours here, Radio Nagaelta, that's a good idea for people to check in just to keep that Gaelga going in the background. Uh, though I will Definitely. say, of course, Shalini Hulakon's wonderful podcast and series, Bio Reagan, is on RT Radio 1 on Saturday nights. And that's a great one to listen to as well, isn't it, Michael? It's fantastic. Bjorn Reagan is absolutely brilliant. The material can go from light to topical. It's very current. It's very modern. It's it's great crack. It's funny, she, she yeah. On. You give us that lovely Irish. It's lovely Munster Irish. You get that Connemara Bloss. And then you get that beautiful, fantastic Donegal Irish that we all wish we were born with. <laughs> Unfortunately, but uh, no, it's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic results. So turn on that orangey in the background while you're working away there. Now, just another quick question about the essay. Obviously, you know, so much weight goes on this piece of long form writing in paper one. And you can choose between the essay, the de-sport and the scale. We have a text in somebody saying, I panic, you know, I panic sometimes changing my mind, hopping from the essay to the scale. How do I make sure that won't happen in the exam? This all comes down to planning again, that hour and 50 minutes. Don't rush in and take that title of the environment and start writing everything you know. You want to be very, very selective in what you're going to write. So use the method of TSPP to break down that title, deconstruct it, and that will stop a student from getting 30 minutes into the essay and realising, you know what, I actually don't have enough to complete okay. the essay. I don't have enough to complete the material. Super advice. Thanks to everyone who contributed this evening. We'll be back here on the Study Hub on Tuesday from 6.30pm. We'll talk to you then. But in the meantime, keep those emails coming in to us at studyhub at rte.ie. You were listening to The Study Hub on Drive Time at RT Radio 1. Tune in to us live Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30pm.